Hello and welcome to the Mike O'Brien Show. Uh, I am your host, Mike O'Brien, in Boston, Massachusetts. With me, as always, is Jeff Taylor in Orlando, Florida. Celebration, to be exact. How are you doing, uh, Jeff Taylor in Celebration, Florida? I'm doing great, man. It's good to talk to you again. I, uh, My buddy, Matthew, as he's forcing me to call him now, uh, came over last night there in town and uh, he said, Have you guys Why done any he- new episodes? Was he used to? Why is he forcing you to call him Matthew now? Did he used to be Marissa or something? Is no, that- <laughs> no. His his nickname Shocker, but he doesn't like it anymore. So he's told me that I can't call him that anymore. But he was over last night and asking if we'd done any shows, and I said no, we haven't no. done any in a while. I yeah, was out of have- town. You're out of town. I was bouncing all over the place. I thought I'm not working during the winter, and I thought we'd be doing more shows, but we're actually doing less shows. Well, the we're whole, gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on that though because we're I'm gonna, gonna put work you on, on a schedule. That. You're gonna have yes. a job, and your time that you have to go to your job is going to be in place, and you're gonna show up for your job because I know you can do that. You're good at I jobs. Can. You might I quit am. on me in a couple months and try to um, find a new job, but uh, I'm, I've decided that this whole like whenever we can get around to a thing isn't going to work with the way that your mind works so and i don't like it either well one thing okay you're it's like you are saying this is all my fault you're also not texting me to be like hey do you want to do the show today i know i'll text you so it's 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 a two-way street here it's like you know how when you're like oh so and so uh, never calls me. Well, you never call someone. So the phone so does work. That. The phone does work both ways. You're it right. It does work both ways. Um, so we have had uh, not since the great Sean, uh, Sean Grandy has been on with us. Have we done a show a couple weeks? Of course, Christmas uh, happened. How was your your Christmas? Your holiday season? It was frenetic, but uh, I went and uh, celebrated with my family here in Florida on Christmas Eve, Eve which is a thing. And uh, then Christmas Eve day, we got on a plane and flew to Montana, woke up in Montana on Christmas Day, and uh, my daughter had never seen snow before. She's a Floridian. She's five. So uh, we got up and opened presents. Santa knew to go to Montana for her, which was fantastic. Was she worried about that? That sounds very stressful for her. No, she figured he would figure it out. She's very faith. She's got a lot of faith in Santa Claus. Does she, uh, especially since uh, when she got on the plane, there was an extra bag and she was like why is this extra bag here and you're like don't worry about it no we we definitely that was definitely not the case santa did not ship his stuff to montana amazon did (laughs) what is that what is that like as a five-year-old having a five-year-old that's still christmas is like amazing it's not like my christmas where my girlfriend we walked by an allbirds uh sneaker store and she said do you want these allbirds and i said yes and she said merry christmas and that was my christmas the thing is that when you have kids, Christmas becomes very stressful at around 1 p.m. on Christmas Day is when you start enjoying Christmas as an adult with children. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's uh, it's it's not it's no longer based on your happiness. It's based on others happiness. So mm-hmm. it becomes sort of a job. And, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years now. So uh, I, right. I, I haven't, it's I've, I've enjoyed very few Christmases for about 30 years but uh right around 1 p.m when it's over it's like there's no feeling like it it's a beautiful feeling i love it you've experienced uh many uh christmases with many a bit you're like uh, a mini antonio cromartie so that's really nice i don't know what that means but yeah i got a lot of kids <laughs> um i wouldn't say you're up to nick cannon but yeah yeah 
I mean, three kids. Sure. No, I'm like a responsible Nick Cannon. How is that spacing out kids over the course of like every 10, Decade? 15 years you have a kid? Yeah, that's because you're dude, I, I feel pretty good about it. You know, the only yeah. the only thing is that I I like having little kids around, but I hate having teenagers around. So that's why I do it the way I do, because I always want to have a little kid in the in the house to balance out the craziness of the teenager. Kick out the teenager at 15. Everything's great. Or or on the other hand, I got my high school girlfriend pregnant yeah, <laughs> and then a cocktail waitress. And then I finally <laughs> got married and had a child normally. Those, those two th- examples are are what it could be. You, you make the decision on which Look one. Look at you bragging about having a, having sex in high school. Oh, I'm Jeff Taylor. I had sex in high school. Well, oh, I, wow. not only did I, but uh, if you ask me to prove it, I absolutely can. You, you can. You can. <laughs> yes. yeah. My Christmas was exciting. I uh, I went to my uh, lady friend's uh, parents' house for the first time in a while. We'll just say and leave it at that. And I don't want to uh, leave it at that. Fun. I don't want to leave yeah, it at that because we've discussed other things. They, she doesn't want you to go. They don't want you to go. You We're get getting like a, you're like a whiny girl when it comes to going to her parents' house. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this on the show. There's no reason to try to hide it. Okay. Well, we finally. I finally saw her parents for the first time in four years and they live 20 minutes away and it was a lot of fun and I had a great time and her her family, her cousins are all great and uh, we went out to dinner in the North End with one of her cousins and her and I mean both her cousins because her cousin's married so we had a double date with her cousin and that was great and we had a lot of fun but uh, before that we went to Wait, her hold place on, did she Christmas. allow you to drink? Yeah. Yeah, well, she always allows me to drink. Yeah, it's just when do I stop drinking? And she suggests times throughout the evening when I should stop drinking, which that's another story of what I've done in the past two weeks as well. We'll She's right. You're wrong. I just want to put that out there. No, whenever someone tells me I am not the way I I was talking about this with my brother and my father, who my father is more like like me, my brother, not so much is when say you're at a bar and someone's like, hey, either I'm going to shut you off or like just leave, you know, which yeah. happens from time to time with me. Uh, it doesn't really happen with my dad, but um, my brother, it happens as well. But if someone's like, hey, uh, I'm not serving anymore. I'm like, hey, awesome. See you later. Have a great night. And just like I leave or I stay there and I just drink waters and watch whatever I'm watching. Like that just happens. Yeah. This is a theme. I feel like it's a theme. <laughs> my brother, on the other hand, uh, goes uh, Southern redneck and is just like, you don't tell me, you know, he's like a guy in a, a Walmart who, who who says you can't wear a mat. You have to wear a mask or something like that. And uh, just just loses his mind sometimes. But sometimes he also just says, all right, see you later. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways. So we're mm-hmm. talking about that about how I'm pretty good at if if you tell me either I just keep drinking if they allow me to but once the bar says no more then but my lady friend will say hey you know what you've had 75 Bud Lights maybe you should stop and I'd be like okay and then I'll just go and order a water and a Bud Light and think that that like negates it Inters- interesting story if a bartender or your as you call her lady friend tell you mm-hmm. to stop drinking you stop if your podcast uh, producer slash co-host says we're going to do it on Tuesday at 8 o'clock you do it on Tuesday at 8 o'clock it seems like you need to be told what to do exactly yeah. I'm a child <laughs> it's cool. I'm a child it's cool I so- like it so, but then we went to my uh, my father's on December twenty third because he lives two hours away in Northampton, and we had a nice meal of food, some meatballs and stuff. Put in a little hodgepodge of we had kielbasa, which is also a very underrated food. Of you never are like, hey, 
you know what I could go for? Some kielbasa. But if you're at like a little dinner party, a Christmas thing, and someone has a plate of kielbasa, you're like, I'm eating that entire plate of kielbasa. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree with that? No, it's like Polish people. Like if one's around, I really enjoy them, but I never really seek them out. That's yeah, that's a good way of explaining it. Yeah, no, 100% actually. Yeah. Um, Kielbasa's for so, Poland. So we go to my dad's house. Now, my dad, we, we've we've mentioned this. My dad lost his license because of his eyesight. He can no longer drive. Therefore, I got the car. And so I didn't really get anything for Christmas because he gave me his car. But a little before Christmas, I had to register the car. I finally registered the car and got everything all together, the license plates. And it actually was not that much of a hassle. Yeah, I went no, back to Western no Mass shit. to do it. 200, no, 200 million people do it every year. It's a simple I, process. It is a simple process, but it takes a while sometimes. Like sometimes you go to the DMV, it takes like an hour and a half. And I will tell my DMV that's story old, here in a second. That, that, that's an old wives tale. That's no longer the case. I, that's what I found out. I was in and out in like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, the insurance. The insurance. I'm still dealing with the insurance because of the monthly payment thing. I had to set that up and whatever. I think I finally rectified that situation. But so in and out of the DMV. And anytime I go to the DMV, it, it Hold on, I think it's funny. Up. I think it's funny you use the word rectify to explain that you fix the problem with the insurance because the problem with insurance is that they are going to rectally. Yeah. Oh, if something ever happens you. to this car, as I so now I'm like going around. I haven't had luckily haven't had problems parking my car in the north end, which is a historic disaster. Uh, it's the worst place to park your car in the Maybe north end. Maybe that's an old too. But no, it's not. I can assure you because it's not. I've the tried. first day, yeah, the first day I, I parked, uh, I'm sleeping and I just hear a bang. Like it was someone hit a parked car. I was like, oh, no. And luckily around the corner, I see it was this red Audi that was just destroyed. Like the whole front was just like ripped off. I think it was like a, a UPS truck that tried to turn and just did oh not God, do it successfully. But that will happen to my car probably. Do they have like garages around that you can park in? They yeah, but you have to pay like at least four to five hundred dollars a month for it. Yeah. So it's not I mean, I don't have a car payment, so I guess maybe, but I'm fine with it. Well, you know what? When we start making money off of this podcast, you'll get a garage. I will, but I'll also tell you another thing, but uh in a second. But whenever I go to where I can park the car, but wherever um I go to a DMV and have to deal with DMV issues and leave successfully, it's a big moment in my life because it's now 13 years ago when I was living in Austin, Texas, Jeff, I don't know if I've ever told you the story about how I was living with my ex uh, lady friend and she got a job with the Hyatt in Austin. So I moved with her because I was in love. And that's what you do when you're in love is move to a new city with no job. So I had no job for there's, months. There's, there's that, that story happens again and again and again. And I don't know if there's ever been one that ended well. And nope, never ends well. I've never, never, I've, ends never well. Heard, I've never heard one. Uh, someone proved that, me wrong. You can email us at the real mob show at gmail.com. <laughs> the only thing that ended well in my relationship is is I'm still friendly with her parents. They're very nice people. We we text me and Larry text all the time. And I made great friends in Austin that I'm still friends with. So that was success. Um, but this was the beginning of the worst year of my life. So I, after months of not having a job, I get a job as a 911 operator in Austin, Texas and pass all the tests. And they're like, you just need to be a resident of Texas. So you need to go get a driver's license. So I say, done. I'll go do that. 
So I go to the, the RMV, as they call it, not DMV in Texas, with my car, with Massachusetts license plates, park the car, go inside, start filling out the information for the Texas driver's license. And they say, oh, you need to register your car and get license plates first before you get a license, a driver's license. And I said, well, my car's in Massachusetts right now. I don't have it, even though it's out in the parking lot. Um what do I do? And they're like, Oh, just apply for the driver's license then. And then when it comes down from Massachusetts, you just register. It was like, done, let's do that. Because I had no idea. It could have been like $500 to register your car, get plates. Like I had no idea how much that was. Is it a federal offense to lie to the DMV? Uh, we'll, we'll find out in a second, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) So I check a box that says, I don't, Ooh, we got a laugh track. (laughs) More on this after the break. Um, And so I check a box. It's 13 years ago. Check a box. I don't have a car in the state of Texas. And the lady just looks at me and she goes, and this is all filled out correctly. I say, yeah, yeah, filled out. She goes, okay, I got to go process this. And she just leaves. And you know when you do something wrong and then you're just kind of standing at this desk for way too long. Like I was there for like 10 minutes. I was like, this isn't good. And then I see her walk outside the front door with a police officer. And I'm just like, (laughs) Oh no. And then the police officer comes back. (laughs) The police officer comes back and goes, Mike O'Brien. I go, yes. And he goes, did you fill this form out? I said, yes, I did. He goes, do you want to come outside with me? I said, are we going to find my car? He said, yes, we will. I go, then I don't want to go outside. (laughs) first of all i don't because what dmv worker does any extra work whatsoever they do that's what i'm telling you is that that's why it's a wives tale because they work now especially if you're somewhere small and uh, in a state that's not crazy with the regulations austin's a bigger city than boston is no it's not and there was so many people austin has more people than boston massachusetts well that's because austin austin is like a massive chunk of texas with a college in it it's yeah it's it's not a bigger city than boston that's boston one only of the has stupidest like, things you've ever said and you said a lot boston, of stupid things i'm a tour guide in boston the population of boston is about seven hundred thousand people i bet you austin texas let's google it right now how many how many people i know columbus has a million how many do you think Austin, Texas has? Do you think that the television market in Austin is bigger than the television market in Boston? No. Then that proves my point right there. 964,000. In? Austin, Texas. Okay, now Google Boston because I know that you Boston said you're a tour guide. In Boston? I just told you. It's like 700,000 people. Boston, Mass. I know there's people, the, the 14 people listening to this are yelling it out. Boston, Mass. Population. 654,000. That's ridiculous to me uh, because true. it doesn't count the little suburbs and stuff. Is it only counting? It doesn't like, count the, the high rises. It doesn't count the college kids. It doesn't count all that yeah, stuff. All right, yeah. Good. So, but Austin's not a bigger city than Boston. Stupid. But Austin has a bigger college than probably the ones in Boston combined. Uh, it would have to be because there are like 17 in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So anyways, so the cop goes, well, come into the back with me. I go to the back and he goes, uh, so Austin doesn't he, even have one professional team. Yeah, they do. Who? They have the Austin MLS soccer team. That's not a professional team. They get paid, Jeff. I, I guess. I forget about the MLS. <laughs> you know what the other professional hey, uh, Do you know about is? soccer? Yeah, they kicked the ball on the goal. Yeah. Do, do the MLS teams now uh, play in the Champions League? No. 
No. No. Yeah. So because I saw the commercial and it said the best teams around the world competing for the thing. And I'm like, I think the MLS should be in that now. No, but sometimes sometimes like Premier League teams and stuff will come but with their JV teams and play like New England Revolution. What does like UEFA Manchester stand for? I don't know. I hate acronyms. I never know what, what those things Does the E stand for European? Sure. Yeah. Football? Let's go with that. Okay. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the MLS teams aren't in it. European soccer, soccer erotic league? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. So anyway, so I go to the back with the with the police officer and he starts telling me about how they have this law to keep track of the illegals that come in and out. And it's easier to catch them because they have to have licenses and stuff. And I go, well, I've never been to Mexico. I'm from Massachusetts. I don't I've, I've only been <laughs> they to the Bahamas. prefer people from Mexico to people from <laughs> Massachusetts and Texas. And I go, why don't you just rip up? Uh, why don't you just rip up? And this is exactly what I said. Why don't you just rip up the paper and I'll just do it the correct way now. And we can just act like this never happened. He said, well, what would I get for the people who've done this before? I said, nothing. You've deported them all. And he starts laughing and I'm like, all right, I'm out of this now. I'm out of this. And so I said, uh, well, how much is the fine? He goes, fine. You're under arrest. And I just like, you know, when someone tells you something like that, where you're not expecting it and you like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where you laugh, cry, like I was just like laughing, crying, coughing, choking, like everything at the same time. And he brings me in the back and he lets me have my flip cell phone at the time. So I'm calling everyone, telling them that I'm arrested and I'm in this holding cell for like three hours. And he walks by, he goes, Oh, I forgot about you. And I was oh, like, he's messing about with you. Me. So I'm sitting there for three hours yep. and then we go back. He he doesn't even handcuff me. He's just like, so I got to bring you down to to the the to the um, the courthouse. To see a judge. The courthouse. Yeah. The whatever. To see a judge. So the, you can be released no, on your own recognizance. No, 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 no. The jail. He's like, you're going to jail right now. I was like, are you? kidding me and i was like this is ridiculous and so he goes do you want to sit shotgun i was like yeah sure and i sit shotgun of his police cruiser with no handcuffs on yeah to go down to the thing and he's just literally like talking to me like we're best friends i was like dude you just arrested me for bullshit like we're not chit-chatting about uh, actually the, the he didn't right arrest now. you for bullshit he arrested you for something that was illegal that you knew you were doing and you knew it was probably illegal you thought that the crime would not fit the punishment you thought you'd be okay to commit this crime and now you're paying for the crime that you committed worst case scenario i thought it'd be like a 500 dollars ticket yeah worst case worst case actually you've probably gotten out of this for less than 500 dollars. i'm assuming let me finish the story. I Jeff. am. <laughs> so more on this after the break. What did Mike spend on this after the break? Um, and so then we go down and I'm sitting in this like it's like 10 in the morning, maybe 11. And I'm sitting at this uh, in the waiting room that I've seen. On, do you remember the 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 show Jail? And it was on like Spike TV and it would just show like. How you get you? So I'm sitting no, in jail. I think I had a, a life at that for that six month <laughs> that, period that that was on the air. Yeah, whatever. It was a great show. And so I'm sitting in jail. We're literally watching Law and Order on in the waiting room, and everyone's going around like, "What are you here for? What are you here for? What are you here for?" One guy was just like, "I brought my kid over to my buddy's house. Turns out it was a crack house. I didn't know that. I'm now in a Rico case and all this stuff." And I was just like, "You knew what was going on. So you, you're involved." In yeah, that. you don't accidentally and stumble into crack houses. You don't stumble into crack houses with your little kid. And another guy was like, "I got." 
I, I got in a fight with a cop and some guy goes, you got, he goes, dude, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. How are you fighting a cop at 11 in the morning? Which I was like, that's a I valid was at a donuts. Yeah. That's a valid question. Yeah. 11 in the morning is not getting in a fight with a cop over a traffic ticket. And so then they go to me, they're like, what are you here for? And I was like, falsifying a driver's license application. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is that? I was like, I don't even know. I don't know. And they're like, oh, you'll be out of here. One guy's just like, you're lucky you're here for that bullshit, though, because and he starts explaining all of the jails in Texas that he's been to and how they're worse than the uh, and that the Austin one is the best one. He's basically giving me Yelp reviews of all the area yeah, jails jail, in San this, Antonio. This jail was built for drunk college kids. Yeah, basically. Um, and so <laughs> then I literally have to take out then a guy after sitting in the lobby for like three, four hours, like a guy's like, Oh, Brian. And I get up. I'm like, what? And he's just like, starts screaming at me. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I've never been to jail before. He goes, Oh wait, are you the driver's license guy? I'm like, yeah, I'm the driver's license guy. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. You shouldn't even be here right now. This is like, exactly well, what was told to me the first time I got arrested. We've been working. We've been working on trying to get you out of here. He's like, but you got to get processed right now. So I get the mug shot, go around the corner. He's like, you got to strip, strip and squat and cough. And I worked at a jail when I was 20. So I knew this was going to happen. So I got butt naked, squat and cough, make sure there's nothing up my butthole, which there was. Hey, no, there wasn't. Um, Give me literally the stripes, the stripe jumpsuit that like Bugs Bunny would wear, you know, like the little stereotypical black and white stripes. And I just sit in a jail cell, but they gave me like cereal bars and stuff. And so I was just like, all right, all right, I can. I'm You're fine. The cereal ball burglar. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually pretty pumped. I'm like, I'm going to take a dump in a jail toilet. Like, this is all right. This is a life. Were experience. you by yourself? By myself, oh, a yeah, single definitely. cell. Oh, and it was like the biggest cell too. Oh, it was a nice one. It was a really nice one, but no window. I had no yeah. window to look out of. <laughs> and so then finally, they're like, all right, they buzz my door. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? I kind of like, they're like, oh, Brian, come on. And once again, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, are you the driver's license guy? I'm like, yeah. Like they'd always be like, are you the driver's license guy? I'm like, yes, I'm the driver's license guy. And so they handcuffed me to this other guy and they're like, you're going to get arraigned and you'll be out of here in like an hour or two. I was like, okay. I'm handcuffed to this guy and I'm like, what are you here for? And he goes, oh, me and my girlfriend broke up. So I allegedly <laughs> made sure to say allegedly uh, took a shotgun and broke her door down with a shotgun to get my TV back. And I go, they arrested you for that? He goes, I know it's my TV. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so we get arraigned. The first guy, they're like, you know, crazy, crazy shotgun guy. You're. Uh, you know, you're charged with being a crazy shotgun guy. How do you plead? And he's like, not guilty. He goes, okay, that's a class A misdemeanor. And then the judge goes, Michael Bryan. I'm like, yes. He goes, uh, you're charged with falsifying a driver's license application. <laughs> like the judge asked it, and I'm like, what? What the f is this? No, no, I don't know what it, this I, is. I'm thinking of the my cousin Vinny judge, and he, and he says, "What's so, you? You're white. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you need to falsify a driver's license? A driver's you're license white. application. This is this. We expect this from people who are white. And so." And so I go, you know, he goes, how do you plead? Not guilty. He goes, that's a class same misdemeanor. And I go, the same as this guy. And I said that to the judge and the judge, like, he goes, you keep it up. You'll get in the, the bailiff who was also like walked us over. There's like, O'Brien, calm down. 
God, don't make this worse. Yeah, don't make don't this worse. And I was court. like, that might be a class yeah. B misdemeanor, which is worse than breaking your girlfriend's and door like, down with a shotgun. How is this the same as like a guy breaking and entering into a house you with a know shotgun? Why? You want to know why? It's it's. I feel like what you did is worse than what he did. I can wrap my head around breaking my girlfriend's door down with a shotgun. What I cannot wrap my head around is you feeling the need to false. I get it that maybe it's going to cost more money than you have to get a driver's license and your car registered. But I feel like I would find a solution for that before I would just say, oh, my car's not here. It's in Massachusetts. It's harder for me to wrap my mind around that than it is me being pissed that a chick has my TV and going over to her house and breaking her door down. But I thought I was doing something that was very difficult to prove because I never thought a DMV worker would get up and go out. I can also argue that it's easier to prove that than it is to prove that the dude went over and broke the door down with the shotgun because all they had to do is literally like look outside for a car with a Massachusetts tag, which ironically you just admitted was yours, where he could have gone with the TV and she says he broke my door down with a shotgun. He's like, I don't I didn't I don't have a shotgun. Jeff, overly liberal Mike O'Brien side is going on. <laughs> People don't need to be thrown in jail for for ticky tack crimes as well, too. It's not good for taxpayers. It's not good for me, especially me. I did not want to <laughs> get naked and squat and cough in front of another gentleman, nor a female or anyone for that. Well, matter. Let me ask did you this I question, Mike. Naked and squat and cough? Let me ask you this question. You're going yes. through this process again. Did you do it all yes. right? Of course, because I wasn't out of state. But if I was out of state, I'd be like, let's try this again. No. <laughs> let's see how this one ends. <laughs> no, you know what I would do is I wouldn't I would Uber to the. Oh, yeah. DMV you wouldn't bring the evidence this time. See, you did learn a lesson. Someone dropped me and be like, I, I did. Yeah. If you're going to break the law, be smarter about it. Yes. OK. So yeah. then so then I'm up in the so then, you know, we go back and go back to and we get to finally make our phone call and so i start doing the phone call when you're in jail i like didn't know about the phones and the paying i thought you just like get one free call but at the time you couldn't call out of state especially on cell phones for some reason you couldn't call out of state number one and my girlfriend at the time cell phone was a california number so i'm calling luckily her boss at work was like a friend from boston so i'm calling the I'm calling basically her boss's office at the high end and being like leaving answer machine messages, telling her what to do. And finally I was in the jail for like 12 hours and they pop the door at like nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, the dude, what? The dude comes in and breaks your door down. With a yeah, shot, man. I know, He's right? Like, Time to go, Michael Brian. Oh, oh no, wait, wait. So as I'm calling the, as I'm calling the, the, the people, the guy who I'm handcuffed next to, I'm still handcuffed with this guy. He's calling and he's not getting through it anyone. He goes, hey, did you get a hold of someone? I was like, just answer missing messages. And one time someone picked up, but it hung up. And he goes, when you get a hold of your girlfriend, can you have her call this number? It's my girlfriend. I was just like, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not having anyone call anyone associated with you. Like, no. And I just like. Kind of like. You know, like kind of like you got to come and get me out of here. And so he just like unhooks me and I go back up to my cell. And so I'm sitting there for like two hours, pooping, eating cereal bars, just having a grand old time. And uh, finally, the door opens and I'm like, 
what's going on? And I shut the door because I was afraid of like, why did this door? I didn't want to be like accused of trying to break out or something like that. So I shut the door and then the thing buzzes again. It's like, oh, Brian, you're, you're leave. Get out of here and bring everything with you. So I like look around. There's the mattress. There's like everything in there. I grab everything, including the, the toilet paper. And I'm walking down and he's just like, what the F are you doing, O'Brien? And I just drop everything on the stairs, jail cell. And I'm like, you told me to bring everything. He goes, oh, you're the driver's license guy, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, bring the match, leave the mattress back up there. But in the back of my head, I was just like, I wish they replaced the mattresses every time because this is disgusting, especially after working at a jail and seeing who sleeps on those mattresses. But so then they're just like, do you have $20? And I was like, yeah, I have $20. They're like, give us $20, fill this paper out and then you can leave. And I was just like, why was I here for 12 hours <laughs> if this is all we had to F and do? This is ridiculous. Because you needed so to then, learn your lesson. So then I finally get a lawyer, which I could have just gotten a free lawyer, which I should have. But I thought if I pay a lawyer, it's going to go away. It did not. The lawyer cost like 1500 bucks. It did not go away. I didn't have to pay any fines, though. But it, but it it was like I was on the... the um, if you keep your nose clean for... It was like probation for a year, but not probation and um, if you keep your nose clean for a year, it goes off, but you still have to get expunged. So it will still it still comes up on on job interviews and things like that. But um, it they never like make a big deal about it. Well, luckily, you're not going for any jobs that they're looking for people that are highly intelligent. So it makes sense that you would have had a falsifying driver's license documents charge on your. When record. I went to the jail, when I got at the jail, they were like, OK, they're going over everything. And they go, so what happened in Texas? And the lady's like laughing as she's at, and I tell her and she goes, wow, that's, uh, that's some luck right there. Huh? And I was just like, it was pretty ridiculous. And they're like, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's like, nice. Yeah. Perfect. But, um, so, so that was basically the story of me in Austin, Texas. But like I said, I have a car now I'm dealing with it in, uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. What, what, what else has had been going on with you the past couple of weeks here, Jeff? I have, I have more exciting things, but what, what have you done? Well, I want to talk about the fact that Monday night football got canceled. Yes. Yes. What are, okay. All right. So you want to talk about um, the Patriots, uh, cause they are playing the bills this week. What did you watch that live? Yes. We're talking obviously about uh, uh, Hamlin on the bills. there dropping. And when you saw that happen, were you just like, oh, my God, that guy just died like I did? Because I saw it live and I was like, holy shit, that guy just died. Uh, I didn't understand. My brain wasn't wrapping around what happened when he fell down. I thought like concussion something I, I it was weird i wasn't uh i wasn't as concerned as i probably should have been for the guy although i will say now you can put away all of your panty waist uh whining about how it's more important that he be safe because he's up he's speaking he's breathing on his own he's fine demar he's hamlin fine. i don't know if he's fine yet but he is alive and he's going to live will he play football ever again don't know 
But if you are offended by uh, anything, I would go ahead and uh, go to the next podcast now because I think I'm going to offend you. <laughs> As I always say, whenever Jeff goes on one of his Florida rants, the views expressed by Jeff Taylor do not necessarily reflect those of Michael Bryan or the Michael Bryan show. But what are your thoughts on them canceling after that happened? I'm okay. I'm okay with that, too, because I feel like the, I understand the, the NFL is in a unique position to be able to stop working when a guy is hurt and the players are very upset so i'm glad that they were able to cancel a monday night football game it's it's not like it was a sunday day game that didn't have any meaning this had a lot of playoff implications and that's bearing itself out now because now people are actually Joe Mixon has come out and complained about how they're dealing with the playoffs so it's it's not like they a big decision was made and they took their time they did their due diligence I know the day after everybody's had a moment to uh, pardon the term but take a big breath and move on from all of the drama that was going on and uh uh, so now people are uh, back to thinking about how all of this shakes out. And I read it earlier. There will be a, a game played to decide uh, there's going to be a coin flip for a matchup between Baltimore and Cincinnati. There's all kinds of ridiculous things that yeah, came I out heard of there this. might be the AFC championship game might be a uh, neutral site game or something like that. Yeah. So so it was a big decision to make. They made the decision. This is where I uh, felt like things went off the rails for me personally because I consider myself sort of a man's man like I w when someone comes to me He's and says a man manly man when someone comes to me and says hey there's a tree down in the road you can't pass my first inclination is well, how are we going to move that tree not you I'm going to turn it up, around Jeff, well, Jeff I, you just pick up the tree and move it with your man hands I guess that's what I'm saying is that they <laughs> they're I, I consider myself a man's man and what I watched on ESPN were two guys that sounded like grief counselor, purple-haired, weird, weird eyeglass women talking about the situation. Ryan Clark and Scott Van Pelt embarrassed me to my core watching them. They were unable to... I felt like they were stuck in some kind of weird, woke vortex where they could not just talk about the fact that this game ended, that the NFL said get back in five minutes, and the players... Which to me was messed up. That was it's messed not, up. It's not, though. It's not, though. Think about like, this. Hey, go, go back and you anywhere get ready in five minutes. You, anywhere else that you work... That's what's going to happen. The, but, different, uh, the difference is that they said, hey, get back on the field and play in five minutes. And some of the players said no. And they said, OK, you're right. Let's think about this a little more, which would happen in any office setting. That's yeah. that's a completely acceptable thing. It's yeah. not OK for people to fuss about the NFL saying go back on the field, which now everybody's saying, I never said that. I never said that. But the, they 100 percent did. The, I know. And it's fine. It's just admit yeah. that you did it. It's what well, stop being so pussy about everything. It's yeah. driving the, me nuts. It's twit. The biggest thing that I it was horrible. The guy literally died on national television. We all saw it. It was it was awful. But the whole just like 
just response is like people don't even it's it's now the looking at the headlines thing and not even knowing what they're upset about is my biggest flaw with with just I mean, not even this situation, every situation where you're just going on Twitter and you're trying to fight, figure out what happened, even though if they don't know what happened, I'm actually I hate the news now where they're just like, oh, this happened, this happened. And then 10 minutes later, like, wait, that didn't happen. This happened. And then you're like, what's what are you, what are you talking about? The fact they didn't say anything is actually better than them just like trying to presume and being like, well, sources close to us say that. And you're just like, well, none of that happened. So I was actually happy with how they did it. But the Twitter response to it of the all up in arms of the even the skip bayless thing of just like it's skip just bayless like bayless handled it better than anybody better than else anyone. on the planet yeah he, yeah. Was, he was i hate skip bayless yeah i cannot yeah, stand him but i had to give him a thank you this for whole, finally acting whole, like, like a human being you can't question what the ramifications of this is is there's lots of ramifications for this. Yes, I mean, the guy could have died and it would have been awful, but even then, at some point down two days from now, you're going to have to still figure out Yeah, the NFL isn't going to end. Sorry, they're going to play games again. They're going to play games again. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I just couldn't couldn't understand. Like, I'm a Washington, whatever we're going to call him these days, fan. So I'm a fan of Ryan Clark. I yeah. I like I I look at that guy and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're cool." But for that they they were acting out of absolute fear of saying the wrong thing. Wrong thing. We're all, yeah, we're yeah. we're watching what is considered I know it's the E and ESPN stands for entertainment, but they are sports I, news. I didn't even know that. Yes, they are sports news. So, I, we're watching the guys that should be giving us the news on how are things are happening and they're literally up there going uh we i i, I can't, we can't even i mean he's uh, all we can think about is this guy's health which i get i'm not i'm not yeah. for not taking away from that for one more but they literally could not discuss how the implications of how this is going to affect the playoffs that are coming up after one more week, how these two teams are vying for a championship in their division division, their separate divisions. And this is going to have implications on who wins both of those divisions. It's just and actually Buffalo, whether they'll be the one seed in the AFC and Cincinnati and is who are they? Who could be the it? second or third. Yeah. They, if the Chiefs lose, the, the Bengals Chiefs. could be the second second so, seed. But that's what that's what ESPN should be talking about. Like that's the, they should absolutely after the game is canceled, they say, man, we hope this guy's OK. What you you want to know what is funny? You know what you don't do is send a reporter to the hospital and have him doing live reports from outside from the, hospital the hospital with no theme. news with no yeah, news yeah. like i yeah. don't need that i don't i don't need to hear about how how stefan diggs showed up and had to get past a, a police if, officer to get if in. i was stefan diggs and i'm walking to the hospital to go see my friend who just died in front of me and maybe dead and i don't know and a reporter came up to me and was just like hey are you going to the hospital to be like yeah no i'm at the effing hospital as you're talking to me in front of the effing hospital yeah i'm at the hospital you know like dude i'd be get away breaking from me. that reporter's why would you, door down with my shotgun why would you yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> why would you ever approach a grieving person in that situation and be like hey stefan diggs 
what what are you doing here? Like, what do you think he's doing here? He's Dude, going to see his friend. I think that's terrible. But that's the awful. Rea- no, the that's reality way awful. Is, I agree. That's the news. That's what they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. That no, was true. the most normal thing that was happening on that broadcast. Scott yeah. Van Pelt, pick up your testicles and act <laughs> like a man. Ryan Clark, pick up your testicles and act like a man. Stop being afraid of the fallout of what's going to happen skip bayless just gave you exactly what you have to do in these situations you You have to you take you you were you go without fear you say what needs to be said and you deal with the backlash after and if you're big enough to overcome the backlash which let me tell you what ryan clark and scott van pelt can survive backlash of saying that the Bengals now are in this position where they if this game doesn't get made up there will be playoff implications if buffalo i don't need a cry fest on espn granted i only watch espn when there's a sporting event on i never watch any of the shows other than pti maybe i don't yeah i i I literally like i'm sure pti is still good but i can't watch anything on there because of my disgust for what happens on there too often like it has gone too crazy i can't watch any national i can't watch cnn i can't watch fox news i can't watch espn i can't watch c-span i can't watch msnbc because they don't say the news they say what they think and i don't care what you and think they're all tell afraid me what to, happened. they're all afraid to they're actually afraid tell you what they think what they th- None actually of them think. actually will tell you what they actually no, think because they they're tell afraid you, to they they what tell you what their bosses tell them to say yeah so yeah. so anyway i was very disappointed by that it was making me it, it literally i wanted to know how this kid was doing so i stuck with the broadcast against all of my better judgment and i yep. watched it and i'm sitting <laughs> there watching it in disgust because i'm like guys you're making me sad for you. I, I can't I, I can't imagine living in a world where my job is to be on television and talk about sports and being afraid to talk about sports. And those two guys were absolutely afraid to talk about sports. Let me tell you what credit where credit's due. Who's the sideline reporter? What's her name? Oh, yeah. I forgot her name. But yeah, that's sad. Lisa. I want to say Lisa. Lisa. Lee Salters. Yeah. So she's a sideline reporter. They go to her. She gives a very heartfelt, honest Mm -hmm. opinion of what happened, says she couldn't really see what was going on. But seeing the reaction of the players, she knew it was bad. That part of it. I was happy to hear because they're giving me information on the situation and that's helpful. But then they go back into the into the uh, studio and these two guys are fussing again and whining and not being able to say what they actually want to say. And it was just it was embarrassing to me. I I, ESPN, you have you've got to get it together. Nobody's watching you anymore. Yeah, nobody's watching you anymore. Barstool Sports is getting ready to uh, go public. Is that true am i right about that i have no idea i've heard rumors that they're gonna buy wei though in boston i've heard rumors about that but yeah they, i i, I think i think that they are uh doing their ipo initial public I think they offering. Are public. they're technically public under pen gambling because pen pen gambling owns, owns them. them yeah so uh, they're technically figuratively public something is happening um, this week because uh i was listening to a podcast and they were talking to one of the guys that works there and he was saying that he's getting ready to finally get his payoff for all of the work he's put in i guess he's one of the his name's kevin 
uh, KFC Radio. That's oh, one of yeah, the shows. Yeah. So uh, I guess he, I guess something's something's happening over there. And those guys uh, do it right because at the head of that organization is a guy that understands that you say you give your honest opinion of something, and then if there's fallout, you deal with the fallout. He yeah. has done so with not the amount of grace that most people want. Some of the things that he does and says surely mm-hmm. are not right, but that's okay. It's okay to say it's the okay wrong to be thing. wrong. It's okay yes. to say something stupid. Yeah, it, it is true. It's one thing if you're like inciting a riot, but it's another thing to be like, this is my thought. And if it's insensitive, it's insensitive. Well, if it's not, it's not. Whatever. This is the cool thing though. It's, it's illegal to yeah. incite a riot. My it's not illegal thing, to say that the Bengals now the now Bengals are gonna, might get screwed be, in the playoffs yes, with their seating because of this. It's not illegal to say yeah, that. Yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing with this whole situation is it's with all situations, not just this situation. So you go on Twitter, you go on TV, you're trying to figure out what's going on, and everyone now, instead of saying thoughts and prayers, because with all the, the horrible gun violence and everyone says thoughts and prayers, everyone makes fun of thoughts and prayers and what you can do with your thoughts and prayers. So now they don't say thoughts and prayers they say prayers up and i'm just wondering who is the person who's just like okay now instead of thoughts and prayers we say prayers up and i'm just like i like that i don't know i just it's fine i i just don't know you're praying to god he's up pray he is up yeah he's up but so anyways or she i don't know non-gender god yeah it's it's, i mean god who cares gender he 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 can can tell you he 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 can say it doesn't matter what gender i am doesn't matter so anyways but i just don't know who is the who is the the king of what proper way to say thoughts and prayers or prayers up or whatever it is now thoughts and prayers don't be afraid to say what you want to say it's fine it's fine just say what you want to say i agree all of those people that all of the all of those people that are that are getting mad at you for saying thoughts and prayers you should be praying for them because they're the ones that have the real problems everyone they are they are the ones that look at the mirror and hate themselves and everything around them and we keep giving them more and more credence and i just really don't understand i i would i would like to go back to living in a world where people weren't afraid to say whatever was on their mind and if you go a bridge too far you pay the penalty and the penalty is you lose your job and then you can get another job yeah the the one thing i i agree with some people should be punished for things they say and obviously do uh one of those things they shouldn't be punished for is lying on a driver's license application that's one thing Bro. you should not be punished for but um i i i never understood this whole someone loses their job and then uh, like you want that person to be homeless now canceled. like i don't understand literally yeah, I don't they un- use the term cancel canceled yeah yes. like so now this it's over so, yeah so you now are they're gone. just they can't even work at a dairy mart or something or companies i will will, i will say this it's not historically uh it's it's something that in the past has happened i mean you used to get banished so they literally like yeah. yes, you know. I mean, back in home, the day, yeah, you'd away. be thrown an iceberg and pushed off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so <laughs> no, I, I understand. I, I, I guess yeah. we're getting back to history here, and it's fine. Yeah. It's just yeah. that the, sometimes you don't want to repeat history, and uh, you know, got to learn from history. There you go. People who don't learn from history are forced to repeat it, or something. Speaking like of that. learning from history. Uh, so I like to drink on Sundays when I go to sporting events. That's my favorite thing to do in the world. Historically, is go to that's events. not been a great thing for you, but uh, yes, it has. Us. It's been a lot of fun. Were you banished from the bar? Were you canceled from not. the bar? So what happened was what happened was Sunday when the Patriots played the Dolphins, my lady friends 
uh, friend's husband, who's my friend now. You know, when you're just like all of a sudden, Jesus you're like, oh, these are my Christ. friends. Okay, your friend. They're they're my friends. Yes. So he has fancy red seats, the middle seats Ooh. at Gillette, with like you can go inside and there's a bar. I sat there for Taylor Swift once. All right, they're phenomenal. All right, seat. Hold on, time out. So this is your yeah. lady friend's friend. Yes. None of no, your friends have fancy red seats. It's my it's my friend. He's my friend. Dimitri is my friend. So Dimitri Dimitri calls me, texts me, says, "Do you want to go?" He texted me two weeks ago at like eleven o'clock if I wanted to go to the the game, and it was like five degrees, and I was just like, "I can't get there. It's too late now." No, and but then the next week he told me on like Thursday or Friday. I said yes. So I take the train down there, and I get there, and it's with him and some business people, and I of course buy drinks because I didn't have to pay for the tickets. So I buy some drinks. We're having a good time, but on the train there, I have like my four to five beers. Meet up with my friend Scotty Lombardo, kid, and tailgate with him a little bit. Take a shot of whiskey as we do before we go. Sometimes I throw up after the whiskey. Sometimes I don't. It all depends upon how the whiskey hits me. Did not this time. So we walk to the stadium, find Dimitri, sit in the seats, have a wonderful time. Just keep drinking my ten and eleven dollar Bud Lights, having fun. And in the around third quarter, he pulls out these like um, wristbands and goes, "Oh, wear this wristband for when we go on the field." I was like, "When are we going on the field?" He was like, "After the game, we could go on the field." I was like, "Get out of here! That's awesome!" So immediately after the game, but I have to take the train back, and the train leaves a half an hour after the game. Bro, so I was like, "Oh, pay for the Uber." I'm gonna figure out how to, but yes. an Uber back would be like three hundred dollars. Walk home. So we go down and they like have all these nerf oh, wait, balls. Ta- hold kids on, running. hold on, hold on. Yeah, Brady doesn't play for the Patriots anymore, right? No, take the train home. Yeah. So, but <laughs> but that's the thing. Dimitri was like, sometimes players come out afterwards. Can't but Dimitri there's like, give you a ride home. That was. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, so. Right. So Dimitri is responsible because he's driving. He has two children. Yes. I thought I was taking the train. I'm just getting blackout and have a good time. Go down to the field and there's like these, all these Nerf balls and we don't have a Nerf ball. And Dimitri does this all the time. So he's like, go. And uh, he's holding my camera and there's some guy wearing a Ricky Williams jersey. I was like, Ricky Williams, throw me a pass. And he throws me a pass, hits me right in the hands, drop it in the end zone, fall flat in my face. <laughs> and I do, I put this on my Instagram and I, I, I only put that one, but there's actually two more afterwards, which I immediately drop. Nerf balls are tough to catch, man. No, they're, they're tough to catch. They're made for five-year-olds to catch. But this is the second time <laughs> this year that I've been on a field. I was on the Nerf University of Texas field with Terry. They are hard they're to catch. Not, dude. They're the easiest They like to knuckle, catch. they float, and then you catch it, and it's not. It's you can light. literally like palm it and grab it and squeeze it. It's the easiest ball to catch. Jeff, if you were within an hour and a half of me from me right now, I would go buy a Nerf ball. I would throw it to you and you would drop. You it. don't have to, dude. I remember catching them when I was eight. Yeah, you're not eight anymore, Jeff. I you're feel like my catching ability. Old. I feel like my catching. Now, I will tell you this can't run an, as long of a pattern as I could when I was eight, but I can definitely still catch the Nerf ball. But anyways, I got to go on the field of Gillette Stadium. Just admit it. You're right not athletically inclined. I'm not admitting to anything like that, (laughs) Jeff. And and, uh, I almost barreled over a little kid trying to catch the ball, but the kid would have been in my way. It would have been pass interference. You suck. You suck. 
<laughs> let me, let we me, have to go over and get some sound bites here. We'll, we'll figure let, that. Let, I, I let like me, the sound. So, yeah, let me explain this to you. So, uh, finish your story about the little kid, and then I'm going to explain. The no, I just traps. almost bounced a little kid trying to catch a Nerf ball. Didn't. I'm a hero. You got but defended. So then, you you so, got you got defended. You got defended properly by a five year old. By a nine year old. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so then afterwards, Dimitri, my friend Dimitri, is like, "Hey, I'll give you a ride to the train station in my hometown. You can take the train back from there." And I was like, mm, "I bet you, my friend Scotty is still here because Scotty lives kind of near me." And I was so I run back to him, and luckily he was just packing up his truck, and I got a ride back with Scotty. Luckily. Nice. See, yeah, it all works so out. You go on the it field, dude. Out in the end. Yeah, I, let me tell you this: when you, when you, when you work, when you go, this is exactly this is the message I want to get to Ryan Clark and Scott Van Pelt. When you walk the earth without fear, everything works out fine. Put are you equating? Are you you're, are you equating to me missing the train and getting a ride back with Scotty Lombardo kid and uh, and, and Scott Van Pelt not addressing the Bengals getting I actually think, playoffs? I actually think what you did was significantly easier. What he needed to do was significantly easier than you finding a ride back from Gillette with Scotty Lombardo. Mm-hmm. All he had Agreed. to do was go on there and say, man, I'm, I hope that DeMar Hamlin's going to be all right. That was a very scary thing. Now let's discuss the playoff implications that everybody wants to understand, because that's why they watch ESPN to understand the playoff implications. It is. It's also if that happened and you're just like, wait a second. It's one thing if it was the Browns versus the Seahawks, even the Seahawks, but if it was the Browns versus the Texans or something, two teams that had nothing to do with the playoffs, no one would. But this was like everyone was thinking who's watching that. Yes. Oh, my God. This guy just died this on national m- television. But also, well, what's going to happen? Here? Yeah. Everyone is wondering in the back of their heads, no matter what they're saying, no matter what they're posting. Not to mention in it their brings heads, some levity. If to the you're whole thing. real, it does. Yeah. If you're a real football fan, you are wondering, well, what happens with the Bills playoff getting the buy and the bangles and all that stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. But so, um, no, lastly, no, 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 no. Couple, let, let, let me, let me jump to my thing. Yeah. Cause I said, I'd okay. let you finish I'm your sorry. story. So yeah. I go to sleep with the television on. And since I got COVID August 21st of 2021, my wife and I have sleep divorced. Cause I was, oh. I was put into a room where I had to, be away from my family they ended up getting Mm -hmm. it anyway so my wife wishes she would have just like french kissed me immediately when she found out i had covid and gotten it out of the way because it ended up affecting her negatively for like three weeks instead of two or one potentially Mm -hmm. but anyway uh so I go between my now moved out 20 year old daughter's room and the couch and I was watching The Office and I like I watch these shows, but I started watching The Big Bang Theory, which, Ooh, nerd. which uses a laugh track mm-hmm. a lot. I'm sure. And I had to adjust my surround sound settings in the living room because I'm trying to go to sleep and I can't stop hearing the laugh track is bothering me. It's like I, I it's it's annoying me because you can tell it's literally just a guy that's like going in there and throwing the laughs in like, yeah, they're not. It's not people actually in the studio. It's not filmed in front of a live studio off audience. No, it's not, not like cheers. It's not. It's it, those aren't people legitimately laughing at the jokes. It's me being told when I'm supposed to laugh 
at a joke. Like I could do this. I, I, I would like to, if there's anybody out there that has access to uh, the Big Bang Theory without the laugh track on it, I would like to watch the show without the there's laugh tracks. I don't know if it's with Big Bang Theory, but there's lots of sitcoms without laugh tracks on YouTube if you go look it up. And it's just so awkward because they're saying these jokes that you know aren't funny. And then you hear no one I don't laughs. Know, though. So you don't laugh are they funny it. or are they not funny? Do you know why Cheers would say this has been filmed in front of a live studio audience? I heard this like a week ago. Because people were complaining, thinking that it was a laugh track because they were laughing over jokes and stuff. But the people had to keep doing the lines because they're like, why is this laugh track so bad? But they're like, it's not a laugh track. It's the real audience. Yeah. So they would. Yeah. I bet you cheers is funny without the laughs. I bet you. Yeah, I bet you. And I feel like I feel I I, because I'm laying there, uh, my brain doesn't stop working until I fall asleep. So I'm laying there thinking about, is this joke funny or am I just being told to laugh? So I'm I'm thinking about the jokes and I was like, I think I would have laughed about that even if I hadn't been told to. So I wonder, but the reality of it is that the laugh track is overused in that show. And I'm going to do my best to overuse it on this show. You should <laughs> you should go back and try to get their billions and billions of dollars that they earned and try to get it back. Yeah, and whoever a, added laugh tracks on that. I feel, I feel like the show stands on its own. I feel like the Sheldon character, that dude's hilarious. The character, the guy that Honestly, plays I've it. never really... I've watched bits and pieces. I've never... I can't think of the time I sat and watched it's, the entire 30 minutes it's, of it. It's the funniest thing because it's like the, the most emasculated, weird, scientific guy who's a total sociopath sociopath asshole so it's such a juxtaposition that that character i love him i i literally think it's hilarious oh wait jeff also before i get into uh my next thing here i just want to let you know this is this is i'm showing on my phone and the the music of me touching uh, a wrestler at survivor series now has 2364 likes I'm famous. Why don't Jeff. you why don't you like famous. send me those clips now and let me put the Mike O'Brien podcast, the Mike O'Brien show logo before and after it. So Ooh, if they get yeah. to, it's 2300 people that we're not reaching with this show. That is true. Good point. We yeah, could send have me so these, many more. Send me these clips and I can I can easily put the show logo. The Mike O'Brien show over the Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um so what's the, finally in my life what's happened the past uh a month or so. Um I I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a while and that friend works as a pit boss at a casino uh locally which everyone would know cuz there's only one. Um and he, I go there because I'm a degenerate gambler, but I don't gamble a lot. I'll go once, twice a month, maybe go with like 300 bucks to combine times. I would laugh at me being I'm ki- I am a total degenerate gambler. And so he goes, hey, next time you're there, let me know. And and you have your priorities card and I can make it so you might get like. Okay, please stop. <laughs> that is just awful. <laughs> and so he sets it up so it makes it look like I've like gambled way more. And uh, and so yesterday I get or about a, a beginning of January I get an email saying how I can if I go because they're always trying to get people to go to Encore in January because no one goes to casinos in January because they've spent all their money. And you get all this free stuff. So yesterday I went to to the casino, the Encore Casino, and I got a free uh, barbecue set, a spatula, some prongs, and um, 
and uh, a thong thing or whatever what? it's called. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the jabber. Yeah, what's the jabber with the two the two points? It's almost what is it called? It's a thong. You got the prongs that pick up the thing. Yep. And then you got what's the what's the, you, you stab it and pick it up? A fork. What's that? No, it's not a fork. It's like it's a long thing and it's two. It's not a fork because there's not four things. There's it's I guess it'd be like a fork, but it's not a fork. <laughs> it's a fork. It's not a fork. So I got that. And then uh my lady friend picked out a um it's a serving platter, it's wood and marble, and it's beautiful. And then I'm gonna get like a Bruin sweatshirt, and then I'm very excited about the Encore jacket. I'm very excited. But then I also got on um, my January eleventh. I am going to be staying there at the Encore Casino and the Celtics are playing that night and they have free shuttles back and forth. And I'm really excited about this. And I think I'm going to be even more of a degenerate gambler and go there and win so much money because I don't lose when I gamble ever. I never lose when I gamble, Jeff. Did you know that? You weren't listening to my amazing story, I think. Uh, I'm pushing the wrong button. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. Because I'm I'm googling to the barbecue set to see what it's called. (laughs) To see what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's not prongs because prongs is a thing that you there's two and you pick it up between the you pick the steak up. You you and I you and I are absolutely in agreement with that. Yes. Barbecue set gift and the thing that you flip the burgers with what's that called spatula yep yep there you go and what's the thing that you stab with that you pick things up with um what did i call the other thing a prong <laughs> yes it's a prong no it's like a prong no 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 no, no. it's a fork ball it's called <laughs> fork ball fork yeah it's called a fork <laughs> shut up all right <laughs> just shut up it's a prong thing <laughs> whatever <laughs> You're wrong. You ever think you you're wrong? That's what, that's, what, that's what Cisco was talking about. He's like, Yeah, he was talking about his barbecue set. That's what he that wants. That thong. Watch me pick my steak up. Watch me set my chicken up. I drove home two days ago back to see my father. And, um, and it's funny now. I have like parking with the in the north end is so. And I thought I was going to be doing so many shows now that I have a car. And I, I'm just, I'm not as doing as many comedy shows as I want to be doing. And, um, and so now really uh, the only thing I use my car for is to drive back home to see my dad and drive him places. <laughs> so it's just like, I should have just left the car there, but uh, <laughs> driving, driving Mr. O'Brien. Yeah. But we went to uh, UMass. What's UMass, your dad's name? Ken. Ken. Yeah. yeah. Driving Mr. Ken. Driving Mr. Ken. And we drove, um, uh, we drove out uh, me, Jacko, my brother and my dad went, I went to the UMass basketball game where there was like 2000 people there. The students weren't there because they, they beat, uh, I don't even remember who they played. It was like, Oh, St. Louis. They beat St. Louis and Larry Hughes's kid was on St. Louis. Larry Hughes jr. Was on. St. I'm Louis. trying to, I'm trying to decide whether or not I should refer to your dad or the former Jets quarterback as the other Ken O'Brien. And I think I'm going with the former Jets quarterback. He's the other Ken O'Brien. I mean, this might have been just some uncle messing with me, which is probably true. But you're related um, to him, dude. Supposedly, you go back Ken O'Brien. Enough, yeah, he's your I'm third not cousin. Related, no, but I'm not related to him from the O'Brien side, my dad's side. I'm related to him from my mom's side. That Ken O'Brien apparently married one of my. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, married one of my cousins or something like that. That's from my mom's cousin. You're related to him on the O'Brien side, dude. It's spelled. I'm the related same. to him on the Goggins side, apparently. Probably both. I mean, you guys. Probably. You, you I married. Seem to be a child of a long line of incestual relationships. 
Kind of. Yeah. yeah. My dad and his cousin married my mom and her sister. So are you related to Walter Goggins? I don't know who Walter Goggins it's is. A, it's, a, it, it's, it's either the actor or a character he played. I can't remember. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. What are you talking about? I don't either. It's funny, though, because I can see the guy's face. I want to know what his name is, but I think it's a character that he played on a show, uh, Walter Goggins. Oh, wait. One thing I wanted to talk about in the news. Did you see about... No, it's, an, it's an actor. It's an actor. Are you, are you, it's Walton Goggins. It's the guy no that's... Uh, that is. He's... Uh, he plays the uncle in uh, the fabulous... Or the Righteous Gemstones. He's uh, He was in the movie where he and Charlie Day are... Uh, or he and oh, Ice Cube. Oh, I've seen or, him before. Yeah, are you I've seen him before. He has big teeth. I don't know. He's awesome. I, I, I actually think he's an underrated actor. He's funny. Mm. Comedic actor. Well, I'll have to give him a shot. Um, also, it finally here in the, in the news segment, the big news, which I, I love, as, as we all know, I am um, a royal watcher. I love the royal family. Harry's coming out talking about how him... And uh, his he, brother, he and his brother, he he and his brother. Is that proper English? Yes. You didn't even graduate high school. What am I? Why am I listening listen, to? Listen, it's he and his. And I did graduate high school. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> um, so that Harry and William got in a fight in a kitchen, and and they're in there like they got in a brother fight in their thirties and forties, and I would pay to watch that. I would love to have seen William that fight. kicked the absolute dog shit out of Harry, guaranteed. You think so? Harry's like a war veteran, kind of a badass. I, I, I think the, I think that if William's Harry the lost the fight. Hero. No, they both are. They yeah. both are. Yeah, no, no. I, Harry, think, oh, I, think, did, did they? I, I thought William didn't no. do it. Will, Will, I think William's got all the medals and all of the. I think William is the war hero and Harry is the little. I don't use the word anymore, but you know the word I'm thinking. He's the little <laughs> that married a chick that Harry wanted to be a princess. Military. No, mili- Harry military experience. He was like badass and he stayed. What's what's uh, William? I don't know. Anyways, right. we're kind of looking up. Anyways, I, I admit so, that I'm wrong once in a while. I don't think I'm wrong about this one, but if I am, I admit that I was wrong. I know for a fact that Harry like stayed in the military for like 10 years. Prince yeah, William military. Do, do I know what, he was. Though? Chasing skirts? Like fly, no, flying. That's William. And flying. No, they both did it. They both did it. For, yeah, they both Royal Fa- Air Force, early yep. 2090, served full-time pilot with East Air Ambulance. So William was, he was flying, uh, he was flying medvacs yeah that's why i I would like to make fun i would like to make fun of that but that's what my grandfather did harry was um harry was flying like blackhawks and stuff those are the same thing no but i mean like he was like (laughs) shooting guns and stuff william was picking up and and helping people where harry was killing people i don't know yeah, I look at those two he dudes. Served in the, he served, Harry served as a British Army officer for 10 years, known as Captain Harry Wells in the Army. He was deployed to Afghanistan twice, 2007, 2008, and then again in 2012, 2013. Boom. Told you. All right. Told you. I know my, I know my stuff. But if Harry and William, like, He's a my bitch. brother and I, my brother and I, we still yell at each other. And still to this day, I am still, my brother's 44. I'm going to be or 45 i'm gonna be 42 in a week hey let me say this real quick before you get into this mm. harry will never be king i know yeah yeah deal no, with that right. harry 
Yeah. And so, but we'll still like get in arguments and I'll still be like, hey, Jack, shut up, Jack. You know, like I still, but we don't actually fight. I would love to see uh, Harry and William just, and also like a brother fight where they're, where they're just like fighting like, uh, 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 in stepbrothers you know like, <laughs> like over wrestling yeah like william like william puts his nuts on harry's jump set or something like that like that'd be amazing i would have loved to have seen that because you know it wasn't like punching it was just like wrestling and then just like hair or william putting like harry's head down on the floor and being like you little bitch and da, da, da. like it would have been i would have loved to have seen that that would have yeah. been great yeah I, I feel like uh the world war ii generation brothers like my grandfather and his brother i know they fist fought into their 40s <laughs> And 50s my brother and i never fist fought but we would like wrestle jack we would, would punch each your, other jack would hurt you you can't you can't fight He's jack. three years right now i would destroy jack i've never mm. been in a fight in my life Mm-mm. i would destroy Mm-mm. jack right now jack jack would destroy <laughs> you dude jack, jack is 45 jack would manhandle you. has arthritis he no he no would kick the shit out of you i don't know i'm putting I 50 disagree. bucks on jack and Jack is also, but Jack is also three inches taller than me. And the sad thing is that I'm putting $50 on Jack and I looked at the Vegas odds. Mm-hmm. It only pays me back $1 if I win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> Well, this was fun. It was. I had fun with you today, Jeff. We talked. Hopefully, we'll be getting a guest. I've been working on a guest. I forgot about uh, the radio I, uh, aspect you know, of tracking funny. down guests. Let me let me let me let, let's yeah. discuss this on the air because yeah, I wanted to discuss this with you off the air. We need to continue to do this show on a regular basis, and uh, we're obviously both good enough at at broadcasting oh, that obviously. we don't need to get those chops down. But let's continue to do this show. So let's build an audience and then we'll get the guests i don't know why you're so worried about getting I think guests because we i like having guests i like having them too but you you base well, whether or have, not we're going to do a show on whether or not you can get a guest i would like to have my friends come on more too. the i would like that but yeah. um because if it's a big name guest like sean grandy that's awesome that was awesome. the guy i'm working on that actually, said actually do it, hold, now that we're talking about me. it didn't sean grandy doesn't he know scott van pelt I would assume so. Did, did yeah. he, didn't he say he got him into the business on our show? I don't remember. I didn't listen. I wasn't listening. I was thinking about what I had to say. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't funny. Yeah, I listened to what, what he's saying. I think you could actually reach out to Scott Van Pelt and say, yeah, the, well, the, the no-name guy from the Mike O'Brien show thinks you need to say what you that really would mean. That would mean that Sean Grandy is continually to talking to me. I don't think Sean <laughs> Grandy is regrets, talking to me. He regrets coming on this show immediately. 100%. 100% regrets. Yeah. Um, but the guy I'm working on said he'd do it. And this is a big thing when I worked with Jeff in Orlando and other jobs. When you're trying to track down guests... It's almost like a sales job where they say, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And then you're like, all right, what time? And then they're just gone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or at least it doesn't happen when I worked in sales where they'd be like, yeah, come meet me on Thursday at two. And then I would drive from Boston to freaking Norwood, you know, take an hour or something. And then you get there and then you'd be like, where's Bob to talk about the sales for the lawnmower ad or whatever and then they'd be like oh he's not here you, you're like f you, you bob you talk you talking about this is ju- i i just had uh i just thought of something that i'm gonna say here completely original that oh, i'm sure it is yeah it, if you build it they will come mm-hmm. let's build no it. i know let's build it. 
I, I am building it, but also what helps build it is getting Sean Grandy and other. I'm going to make a T-shirt uh, of that. The Mike O'Brien show. If you build it, they will come. We will not get a cease and desist. I'm sure we won't because no one will buy it. So no one will care. <laughs> That'll at least be exactly what's happening. But yes, hopefully um, I will get the guests that I want and other guests in the future. I like having guests. It's fun, but yep. I also like shooting the shit. Yeah. I prefer, I mean, I'm bummed out that we haven't, uh, you know, the moment has been lost and we had a perfect opportunity to, to, to discuss the twink on the right. And we didn't take the opportunity that we had to have a guest that there was actually a reason to have him on. Oh, Bolger talking, yeah. having Bolger on when he was on the Joe Rogan show talking about being, a, uh, they said some guy, some, yeah, who was it? Mark Norman said, wow, that guy, that twink looks like Dan Bolger. No, yeah. he said, who's the twink on the right? Is that Dan Bolger? Oh, uh, is that it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Dan Bolger, who, if you're, if you're, uh, familiar with the show he's been mentioned he's been mentioned on joe rogan and i want to say you're saying steve mccone mentioned him on some podcast yeah bulger is like the number one person that should just leave boston and he'll be famous immediately but he's he he likes it here yeah he likes having me go over and watch celtics games with him i guess i don't know that's well, a, well he doesn't need yeah. to leave boston let's have him on the show mm. as a as a returning guest and you know he can he can uh get fame here yeah we'll work on that we'll work right, on buddy. that well jeff it has been a wonderful day catching up with you uh you are on a flight soon to go to washington dc are you gone for just a weekend how long are you gone for we'll get back tuesday Get back Tuesday. All right. So we'll do a show next week and hopefully we'll have oh, a big name guest. If oh, not, we will I'm just talk a about the day's events. I'm making a schedule. And we're making going a to schedule. Yes. Number one word I could, if you put a gun to my head and said spell schedule, I would misspell it. S-C-H-E-D-U-L-E. There you go. Sure. Gun to All your right. head. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't spell it. You did. I'm making a schedule and I'm going to tell you this. It's going to be much harder for me to keep the schedule because I get back from D.C. for a week and then I go to Jamaica and I'm in Jamaica oh. for a week and a half. And then I get back for a few days and then I go to Salt Lake City for the NBA All-Star Game. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, I will follow the schedule that we will have. J okay. Ladies, ladies, potentially very few ladies and gentlemen, we mm -hmm. are going to do this show regularly in the near future. I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to it. Do you know what else well. I'm not looking forward to? The we we kind of had to do it right now where we wouldn't have been able to do it. Is I was really looking forward to going to Umberto's and getting pizza, but now it's two oh seven and it's too late and I can't go it's get not pizza too late. at Umberto's. Yeah, it is they close at two. No, they close when the pizza runs out. No, Jeff, I only live a block away from them and go all the time. They close the door. too. <laughs> I know for a fact, but if they run out of pizza and they close calzones, they close earlier. But it's it's if there's pizza left, it's two o'clock. They're just like, I don't care. I'm I'm out of here. They're yeah. whatever they're doing works because maybe I'll walk over there. Hopefully there's a slice or two left. I don't know. All right, buddy. but we'll that's my goal for the day. Hopefully I'll get to Umberto's most likely not. Um, but anyways, folks, thank you so much for listening to the Mike O'Brien show. Tell your friends, tell your family, like subscribe, all that stuff. We love you all equally. Have a wonderful and glorious day in Tata -ta for now. <laughs>